0: To the Gamezilla Podcast: Your Last Line of Defense in Major Gaming News. I'm your host Grimlock, and with me in the Gamezilla Media Studios co-host Jazzy Fiddle. What up? What up? What up? And our lone producer of
1: the night, Testonomics. That's me. I'm alone for the night. I'm Testonomics. That is right. Welcome to the to
0: Gamezilla podcast, episode two twenty, and we are Deadite-less-ness-ness-dis-is, something like that. I think that's the technical term. Yeah, actually, in Webster's dictionary. Mm, yep, but uh, he couldn't he couldn't make it. We uh, were recording on an off day due to some technical difficulties with the Mexican servers and and some weird jungle stuff. But uh, we're here and we're ready to put on a show so uh, if you're not watching us live on twitch.tv slash gamezilla media you need to every Monday night our normal recording night but hopefully you're enjoying this podcast on iTunes Stitcher TuneIn Radio Google Play Google Podcast Overcast Podbeam anywhere you listen to podcasts that's where we're at if you don't know what a podcast is I don't know how you're listening to this right now congratulations you're special All right, on the toilet that's where I listen to it (laughs) Very good. Jazzy, let everybody know how they can be one-up. How can they one-up themselves? There is only one
2: way to one-up yourself, (laughs) and that is to go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media where as a patron, your contribution goes to the continued support of GameZilla Media, giving you that green mushroom and one-upping your game, supporting the group that you love best. You have five different unique levels of access starting for just $1 a month. So head on over to patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia.
0: Start your patronage today. That's right. Uh, If I seem a little distracted, I am doing Deadite's job and my job, so I may be kind of like, if you're watching me live, all over the place. And if you're wondering why I might be taking a little bit longer to hit buttons, it's because I don't know anything that he does. Like, example, it's time for uh, Team Talk, and I have no idea
1: what button I'm supposed to hit. I think it's... Team Talk button. Yeah. It's the Team Talk button? That's not helping, guys. I think T might be a good Team Talk button. It's on the top row. Well, if you want me to hit T, I will.
0: I've been teabagged thousands of times. That's, it's a fact. It's a just fact. just play that in loop. It's, it's a, a good a fact. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. yeah. Um, where?
2: I'm pretty sure it's on the top, bro. I don't see it. If I remember it. correctly.
0: I don't see it. Man, I got you. I don't see it. Still don't see it. All right. Well, I'm just going to sit here until you tell me where I'm supposed to hit seven. It's seven. Hold on, I want to see what that says. We it shop. says "We Shop." It we doesn't say shop. "Team Tom." Looking for Team
2: Talk. We shop Home something. something. So My
1: goodness. <laughs> we're only we're only what three minutes into the recording, yeah. And Deadite's already super mad that he didn't come. It's like it just took him nine minutes to find the Team Talk button. Well, good news. It's time for some Team Talk. Ah.
0: Yeah. I knew where yeah. it was the whole time. I just yeah. wanted to play, play games on you, play games yeah. with you, and on you. Welcome to Team Talk, we're going to go oh, yeah. around this very uh, small room here because we're missing people And we're going to talk oh, about our gaming yeah. moment of the week Starting with Jazzy oh, Fiddle yeah. What's your gaming moment of the week, buddy? My gaming
2: moment of the week is a learning moment of week As I am currently learning the language of Gex You heard yeah. it here Yeah
0: You heard it here first they didn't see that on Twitch, but we just high five. Yeah, it was behind
2: the Gamezilla shield. Yep. Anyways, so Grimlock did something that uh, I'm gonna probably regret, but he convinced me.
0: Uh huh. Uh uh-huh. Um, physically to whoa, 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 whoa.
2: buy No Man's Sky.
0: You said we wouldn't talk about that
2: part. <laughs> uh, so I did. I started this past Sunday and got instantly hooked. It is seven. Trizillion. I made that number up because that's how good it is compared to what it released at, oh, which was hot
0: game. garbage. It is a completely different game.
2: It's not. It, it is not the same. Actually, I, I wish they would have just renamed this, like to Some Man Sky or something. Well, to it's No Man's show. Sky next.
0: <laughs> it's right. No Man's Sky next.
2: Right. The next. The the real real No Man's Sky. Yeah. But um, I'm. Super enjoying the game. Um, everything's awesome. The mechanic. So I'm <laughs> um, so I'm playing with Miggy and Grimlock the other day, and this is a funny part: is I hop in, and these guys have put some hours in already. So I'm like, man, I'm I'm listening to them. I have no idea what they're talking about. It's you know like a different language to me, and you know I'm just gonna play through because they have like to. T- Not necessarily tutorial missions, but it's, like, quests that show you kind of how to do, um, things. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. of Yeah, that's why I don't want to call it a tutorial, because they really aren't explaining, like, the hows and whys. They're just saying, like, hey, fix this piece of your ship, and then they send you on a quest to find stuff, and then you gotta kind of figure out how to make it. Um... But they're talking about all this stuff, and I'm like, man, I have no clue what they're talking about. I'm going to be so far behind. And then Mickey's like, man, how do you mine this copper? And I'm like, it's like the second quest thing on a tutorial, Mickey. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just went in and started doing my own thing. Yeah, so the the,
0: the whole point of, like, the first, like, planet, and even your second planet is to, like get the basics under under understand the basics. Mm-hmm. And so I'm dropping this stuff and he's like what's that? I was like well it's a refiner like you should know what that is cuz you wouldn't have been able to make color uh chlor- color or what the hell is it? Chromatic metal or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And I'm like chromatic I mean. chromatic. Yeah, I think you're right. And so he's like Oh, I haven't done that yet. I need, I need that. Do you have any? I was like, What do you mean you haven't done that? You've, you've left the planet. How did you leave the planet without doing that? <laughs> right. And so, yeah. Uh, and then Jazzy's passed him already. He's already done it. And I'm like, Wait, Jazzy's been playing for twenty minutes. He's been playing for twenty <laughs> hours. How, what's going on here?
2: Yeah. There's still, there's still a lot that I don't know. Um, I'm super geeked about it, though. Um, looking to put some more time into it. I have uh, started this segment by saying that I'm learning Gax, which is basically uh, this alien race that I found where they look like little uh, chameleon people. Yeah, they're cool. With like four eyes and stuff, and they yep. like blink all weird and stuff. And uh, I just thought they were super cool, so I turned myself into one. Yep. That's first what, off. That's what Jade did. And then uh, I am now... Tra- <laughs> and this, So this is how bad it is, right? You have no clue what they're saying because you don't know the language. So you can, like, pay 10 units, which is the currency in No Man's Sky, to get them to teach you a word. A single word. Every now and again, you'll randomly get two words, if you're lucky, for 10 units. So I'm going around to all of them, paying them each 10 units so that they could teach me a word in the language. So that eventually, down the road, maybe I'll understand this language. But it's funny because it's just a bunch of gibberish on the screen. When they go to talk to you, and then when you teach you a word, if that word pops up in their gibberish, it actually translates the word. Yeah. I can so tell you, like, translated.
0: you get friend, gex. Yeah. And I'm now like, I oh, okay, I get. gex, <laughs> gex, friend, hates you. You're the worst, gex, gex, blah, blah, blah. I've, I've learned a lot of that language, and I can tell you, I'm still not, the sentences aren't cohesive yet. But yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it Like yeah. I, I, I figured you would and then the best part was we were, we were playing with Miggy that one night you kept going oh man this is bad <laughs> oh man this is really bad and I was like I'm like looking I'm like oh man Jancy's in trouble Someone's, something's, hap- something's <laughs> attacking him or something he's like no I really like this game this is really bad <laughs> and I'm just like oh okay cool well that's good so yeah um No Man's Sky it's uh it's a treat Testonomics
1: gaming moment of the week what do you got so before I get into my gaming moment of the week I want to make sure you get the horns ready so you got to find the horn button you don't need it yet don't I'm unhappy <laughs> there is a gaming moment of the week that needed to be shared by our missing producer. And I told him I would share this moment. Oh, okay. There were a lot of Twitch accomplishments in these last couple days and I'll get to mine, but there was a moment where in the entire world, the Gamezilla Media stream team had the number one horse racing 2016 player. And that was the Deadite Knights. It's horse racing time. (laughs) He was <laughs> unmatched in viewers and in entertainment value. There wasn't a single person on Twitch with more live viewers than the Deadite Knight. So I want to make sure... Tons his, of horses, though. There were some horses that were really outplaying him, but that's not the point. There was no human being with more views. Yeah, we, uh, we expect anything he plays for the AI to outplay him. So now we're going to get to my gaming mo- moment of the week. And I need a can, sh- I, can I add something to, to Deadite though?
0: Absolutely. Quick? I just want another gaming moment for Deadite it would have happened that same week as his stream, and it would have been, it would have happened at work, and a co-worker basically sh- brought a shirt to his attention that says, hey, because he knows of GameZilly, he knows how you know big into gaming we are, he's like, I found a shirt for Deadite, he needs it. And it simply said on the front, World's most okayest gamer. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, we need him to wear this on the sh- on the stream every time." So there we go. I-, I think we I think we need to maybe start some sort of funding for this.
1: And I'm gonna share another gaming moment of the week for Deadite because uh, he gets three on the day he that he's does. not here. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, we all know how much Deadite likes uh, couch co-op. And uh, I was able to before we saw some wrestling this weekend, um, get together with him, the Taquito Bandito, and the Big Blaster, and play some uh, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, which was just super fun. And I know that he'd want to talk about it if he was here. There you go. So, Not you, re- you wrecked him all though. I don't think I lost. Yeah, but we didn't play a lot of one. I don't know if you played any one v one. Oh, okay. Because like teams. the idea was like you know let's just play. I mean we're playing like three v fives. You know, but yeah. still kind of doing people versus the AI to see gotcha. if we we can stop them from uh, overrunning us. So, sure, which kind of gets to no, we're not doing any more sevens here, guys. On Twitch.tv/slash the Media, no more sevens. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna hit seven. I was get, I was about to get about to get loud. I was going to,
0: but you either said way, not my to do gaming
1: it. moment of the week. So, there's a couple things we need to know: a, me test. I'm a streamer on Twitch.tv for the Games of the Media stream team. Fact. Two. I'm really not a very big fighting game guy. I, I I never got into Street Fighter, Soul Calibur, Tekken, Mortal Kombat. Like, these aren't me. I did get really big into Super Smash Brothers, and I am really big into Super Smash Brothers, but I'm not putting that into this fighting game category right now. Fact. The third fact is that, like... You know, I am going to do a couple shout-outs, like Myth, Ninja, I know you're listening. Um <laughs> TSM Day, like I know you're listening guys, shroud and summit. So this they isn't going to be boys. like yeah, this isn't going to be as big of an accomplishment to them as it, as it is to me and to our community. Um so like you guys, you know, you, you big time streamers, you might be able to skip ahead, you know, uh 30 seconds, but like thanks for listening. But last Thursday night into Friday morning, there was a limited time Beta for Dragon Ball Fighter Z on Nintendo Switch. And I decided I'm a Switch streamer. I'd like to stream this. So I had the idea I'm gonna hop on maybe from 12 to 1230, get a couple reps in, see if I can get any traction. So I'm on, I'm getting bodied. I'm just bodied hard. Bodied hard. I mean at the end hard of the, body. it was a lot of these. Tusty, Tusty, Tusty. It was real bad. It was real, real bad. <laughs> I was watching like, ooh, ooh. Ooh, he's as bad as me, and I'm not good. Yeah, I'm I'm not good. I, I'm really not. Like these these traditional 2D fighters, I'm really, really, really bad at. But then we started noticing stuff. Like I had some core friends. I'm like, hey guys, are you gonna come watch the stream? I'm be live at midnight. So we had Sci-Fi AJ and Five Mile Rick and Grimlock and Deadite and Specter and all these just people coming through to support me. But then I'm like, wait a minute. Like I got 20 people in here. That's crazy. I got 20 people watching me. Like, wait a minute, I got 30 people watching me. And yes, I can also clarify, I don't really like Dragon Ball Z either. So I'm not a fighting game guy. I'm not a Dragon Ball Z guy, but I am a Nintendo Switch guy. And that's what I was, you know, I was playing the Switch. So I'm playing this game and all of a sudden, I got 40 people in here. Like, I got 50 people in here. I've got 60 people in here. I capped out at 65 max viewers. And, and at one point now I don't I don't have any photographic evidence that I got higher than six, but at one point I was told I was the fifth most watched Dragon Ball Fighter Z streamer on Twitch. Twenty nineteen, here we come. Can
0: confirm this is true. I kept going back to to that uh, to that page to check watch him. He was like, when I started watching, you were like eleventh or tenth, and you just kept kept hopping up higher on the board. And I'm like, man. Does he keep grabbing momentum and, and like get top three? But it looks like he stalled out around five. Yeah, I stalled out around Still, five. Amazing. Um,
1: but for, for the stream that was just going to be a, I don't know if I'm going to do this, I don't know if I'm going to play this, To turning into a two-hour and 38-minute stream yeah. with over 706 live views... Uh, 500 unique people came through. It was wild, and you know, ultimately, it wasn't because I was doing well. We've clarified this. Oh yeah, you were getting, you were getting a little bit of heat. I was, I was not doing well. I won two <laughs> matches in t- two matches, baby, in two hours and 38 <laughs> minutes. Oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> there we go. That's better. That's but but just it. shout out to Divine Rose. If D- Divine Rose, <laughs> if you're out there and I know you're listening to the Games he of the Podcast, you like you, you come join the Discord because we need to rematch in literally any other game. <laughs> I did beat him once, but I played him like I had to play him 15 times because the problem was, of course, to no surprise, the servers went down shortly after going live. Um, So but I was in. So I don't know how many I have probably was asked 50 or 60 times. Man, is this on switch? It says switch in the title. Man, what server are you on? The so- server
0: question had to be. I, I you, You're probably low-balling that at 50 to 60 times.
1: I mean, yeah, I guess with 500 unique... How many chatters? I had 79 unique chatters, and yeah. I bet you 70 of them asked me what, uh, <laughs> yeah. what server I <laughs> yeah. was in. Was which intent, for was... anybody curious, it was US East Coast 3 Lobby 3. In case yeah. you're curious, that's yeah. the lobby I was in. That was the one. Um, but yeah, so I was getting bodied. I was just... I was having a good time, but it reminds me. It takes me... I haven't had... I mean, I averaged 31 viewers. I held 45 people from 1am to 2am. That's unparalleled success for me as a streamer. That takes me back to the Splatoon 2 giveaway we did on the GameZilla podcast stream Mm. where I was just I would just keep going. I was in full, I was in full overdrive and I didn't stop talking. And if you've listened to me ramble for the last four minutes, you know I'm really, really good at not stop talking. So, so that was by far. I like being control of the soundboard, by the way. By far, my I mean, I don't know the next time that I'm gonna have a stream like that, but now I know like you gotta get that. You get the demo, you get the niche, and like even if you're bad, I was so bad. People were like, you should be. Uh, you should be Nappa I'm like I think I've got Nappa is Nappa the big bald guy how do you not know who Nappa is I'm like I don't know who any of these guys are I know Vegeta I know Goku (laughs) and that's when people started flaming like man I'm a Dragon Ball fan and we got some scrub here that doesn't know anything about Dragon Ball and he gets to play the game that's not fair yeah yeah and then there was one time I did like a super big attack and man I forgot who I was it was a purple guy Uh, Ginyu Captain Ginyu I think is his name is that, is that a Dragon Ball Z character, uh, I don't Captain Ginyu? G- <laughs> Why are you looking at <laughs> me, so, man?
0: I own the game. I own... Like, I didn't play the demo and get and get burned. I own the game and know nothing about so, it. <laughs> so
1: I'm getting confirmation. It was Captain Ginyu, and one of his moves, he switches bodies with the other character. So all of a sudden, I'm playing as this little oh, red guy. I remember this, like, yeah. and I'm like, what happened? Yeah. What did I do? Kid Boo. What Kid did, Boo. What did, yeah, Kid Boo. I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? And then I bodied the guy with Kid Boo, but then I lost. So... um that's all I've got. I mean, it was just it was wild. So anybody who's listening to this live, anybody who's listening to this after the fact, who came out and watched my stream, thanks. Um, but it's going to be real discouraging every other stream going forward. It's like you had a, you averaged sixty people less this stream than your last. I'm like, I know, I know. Twitch, it's all right.
0: Yeah, I remember. Um, I got early access to Mortal Kombat X, and uh, decided to hop on Twitch for like two minutes just to tell everybody about the giveaway that I was going to have of the game at on launch day streaming and i went from like one viewer to like 70 and and all all my chat was was banned banned this guy's getting banned banned <laughs> like oh god so that when i got off sure enough 24 hour ban i i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> in the stream fast enough got my got my 24 hour ban that's the one time i got in trouble with twitch
1: yeah so I'm, i you're if you didn't see it you can go back and watch it it was kind of a fun stream to do i'll probably try to put together some sort of a highlight video just so i can remember it cuz i'm probably never going to play dbz fighter no i heard
0: i heard in the in the uh, twitch chat someone said this is the call this is this is your calling you now have to collect the seven Dragon Balls.
1: Yeah, well, I did. You know, right afterwards, I got a call from Evo, like not not the yeah, organization, yeah. like the guy Evo. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> right. hey, test. This is Evo. Like, we're bringing you on as our special attraction yeah. for Evo next year for uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z on the Switch." And I'm like, "Okay, I guess. You know, yeah. if you need me there." I heard Sonic Sonic
0: Fox reached out to you for tips.
1: Yeah, he did ask. I did. I did a couple <laughs> really like really cool things where I just was button mashing as a. Uh, Android 16 yeah, yeah. and I just pile drive this dude he's like I didn't even know that move was in the game can you walk me through how you did it and I'm like yeah let me get my bald eagle costume and we'll come hang out
0: <laughs> turns out that move's not in the game it was just from from bashing the button so much it glitched and it happened
1: I mean that's that's
0: there how good go. I was yeah.
1: and I still lost yeah
0: alright well this is uh, that <laughs> I haven't even done my gaming moment of the week I almost skipped myself because I'm so hyped but my, uh, my gaming moment of the week I, I had a lot of fun uh, having Jazzy play No Man's Sky and get into it and now I have uh, I have Mickey, I have Jazzy, uh, I know the Glitch just picked it up and of course my wife, uh, we're all playing it so it, having a lot of fun, it's just a nice relaxing uh, enjoyable game but I, um, my, my story with that would be we found our first, like, I've been to ruins before and explored them, but I found one with a giant chest in the middle of it that needed ancient keys to open. I hadn't seen that before. I found the three ancient ancient keys and I opened the chest and inside of it was bones, like dinosaur bones some weird creature name that I can't pronounce. And I took them and that's when all these giant dog robots showed up and started trying to kill me. And I, and Mickey was with me. And so we're like screaming and running for our ships and, and I get in my ship and I fly away and I'm just like flying away and I see some like a uh, gold a gold like um, deposit. And so I land and I start mining it and I'm sitting here and he's like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go on my way and do the, do the actual tutorial missions yeah. that I skipped. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, that's cool. And that's when I decided to open my inventory up, look at the item, and realize it's worth one million credits. Now, mind you, I, I'm already a millionaire in the game because it's not that. That's something that happens pretty quickly, and you need a lot of credits to buy the big stuff in this game. But. For a beginner, like Miggy, someone that's new to the game, a million credits would go a long way for him. And so I'm like, hey, Miggy, you wouldn't be at that uh, relic site uh, still, would you? He's like, no, why? I was like, yeah, you know that chest that you decided that you were just going to skip? He's like, yeah, the one with the bones in it? I'm like, yeah, those bones are worth a million credit." And he's like, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll help you find it, man. I'll help you find it. So for the next hour, we are flying in our spaceships into circles. Just trying to find where that spot was because we didn't mark it. We didn't mark oh, it. Oh, that's the worst. What, you know, and uh, long story short, we never found it. He missed out on a million credits, and uh, yeah, that was that was my fun piece of no Man, of No Man's Sky. But, he hasn't logged on since. <laughs> he hasn't. But my gaming moment of the week would have to be Friday, Saturday. What feels like twenty hours of League of Legends. It was. I haven't. I haven't uh, played. That much league in a long, long time, and we got to play with uh, player one, Miggy. We got to play with Doge Lord, who I didn't even know played league. Yep. <laughs> um, Specter joined us, which was awesome. I've been, you know, we've been wanting to uh, to game with Specter, knowing that he's a league fan. Um, and am um who else joined us? Anybody? Am I missing? Oh, uh, uh, Neo. Yeah, Neo Chelsea joined us. Uh, Phantom, and, Joe and Phantom Joe. Phantom Joe for a bit. In. And if I'm forgetting anybody Hay- else,
2: was their name Haley? Haley, maybe oh, Specter's friend. Yeah,
0: Specter's friend. Yeah, you're right. We did play with them a little bit too. So, got to got to play. Hey, look at it, NeoShock me in the Twitch chat. Um, so yeah, we got to play with a lot of people. We had full squads um, multiple times, and it was just we had a lot of fun from new from new people learning the game to getting into some flex rank and trying to be a little competitive. And uh, I played really well. Oh, Jamartin. Martin. Jim Martin. Yeah. Lawrence friend from down in Florida. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, but I played really well. I played maybe the best league I've ever played. Something's clicking, Jazzy. It's scaring me because this meta is such a disaster that when they change it, I'm just going to go back to being trash. Man. I think everybody's trash right now because the meta is so screwy that I am actually feel like I'm good. I don't <laughs> really want to have
2: to tell you this, Oh. but I'm going to. Man. The current patch that we're playing on, has actually kind of gone back to old meta, so you've actually
0: just gotten better at the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's I did notice that. That at least I was no, I was noticing things. That I was like, this is more what I would consider normal for league. So, mm-hmm. anyways, I had a blast, and I haven't stayed up till four in the morning playing video games, especially two nights in a row, in a long time. So Didn't happen. it definitely. Um, it definitely was a, was a lot of fun. But we had so many people playing league that people would come into the Discord chat and be like, "Oh, do you guys have an open spot?" and we actually had that we were like, "Unfortunately not right now." Yeah. Like I've never had to turn someone away from playing league. So I felt bad, but anybody that wants to play league, let us know. We'll get some league going um, or No Man's Sky because we are enjoying that. But that is what we are playing, that's our gaming moments of the week. We want to hear your gaming moments and you do that in the Discord. You just go to gameslomediacom head right over on the homepage, scroll to the bottom, click that Discord button, and you're in. It's free. Talk with gamers from around the world, every day. The Gamesled Media Discord. Alright. Let's see if I can figure out this button here. I think it's this one. Are we ready to get into some News. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news, searching GameZillaMedia.com, downloading headlines.
3: What about this monster of yours? Download.
0: I did it! I did it! About time. I did it all by myself!
2: Get it. <laughs> Elevator go down the hole. You
0: got you. You got the reference. Yes, we are old. Is basically it. That is basically what's happening here. All right. Anyways, we are. I got two mice that I have to use. There uh, we go. First, first topic is yes. mises. It, mises. Yeah. There you go. We are talking about Bethesda. They have uh, been in the news recently for multiple reasons, and I think we might end up talking about several of them, but we're going to start with Bethesda blocking sales of second-hand games. And when I use the word second-hand, I want to clarify, it is new games. So if I, (laughs) yes, that too, (laughs) Jazzy, if I buy a game and I do not open it and I try to sell it, Bethesda will lock me in prison, basically. <laughs> They're actually going to send they you have their in their own a prison. spaceship in outer space. Yeah, if you've ever seen Doom, that is yes, it is a video game, but that is real. They just put you in hell or wherever or wherever that particular Doom is going to take place. But um, yeah, you're doomed. Yeah, you you are in trouble. And so, basically, what happened here is some some users on Amazon. Received letters from Bethesda, legal notices, telling them to remove their item, or they would be sued. They would actually have legal action taken against them for trying to sell a copy of, I think, the Evil Within. Evil Within Two, to yep. sealed, sealed for like probably twenty bucks because that game has like very little value at least at this point. So, uh, <sighs> There's a lot of like legality involved here as far as why they're able to do this and what loopholes there are, and why this also kind of helps explain to me personally why when you take a game that's sealed into a store like GameStop, they will not accept it. They you literally have to open it and like right there, take you know, open the game, and then they'll trade it in because they cannot actually accept a sealed game from you and it's it right. falls into this same concept revolving around warranty revolving around uh, technically when you buy a game from an authorized seller sealed you are also gaining a warranty from Bethesda uh but that is not transferable from say if i sold you a sealed game right to you jazzy and then you bought it yeah. and Worn it was defective don't work. tech Even if you had the receipt and stuff and they traced it back, they'd be like, well, you weren't the original purchaser. You don't have a warranty. So because that's not transferable and I can't give that to you, I am now trying to sell their product as new but in an altered state. Okay? Yeah. So so that all makes sense. I get that. (laughs) Here's where I think, you know, Tess and I have discussed a little bit of this, and this is where we're going to take different sides. I just think it's stupid – Because you're going after an individual that's selling one $20 game on Amazon. Like, you're telling me that that's a problem. You're telling me that you need to spend your resources on that.
2: Oh, yep. Bethesda's making a lot of weird decisions lately. Lots of weird decisions.
0: Name three. This Um, one?
2: This one? The don't say anything else
0: because I don't want you to ruin the news. Yeah. I was just I was just putting you on the spot, but then I realized you're gonna blow you're gonna blow the end of the of this show and I don't want you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right though. I'm, I'm right, right? Hundred percent. I'm right. Hundred percent. Yeah, you're about to 100%. ruin. It. I knew. Hundred percent. You're the worst. I was
2: like, You want me to name three? I got three. <laughs> I knew it. But Anyways. we're talking about one of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyways, let's talk about this one. This is asinine to me. It's, and the thing about it is, is if you read this story, there's other users that have the same verbiage in their thing, and they're not getting called up by Bethesda. It's just random people.
0: It, like, yeah. why
2: are they attacking individuals? I don't get it. I also so, feel like
0: I can go onto eBay new. right now and look at like I don't know eighteen thousand listings of like sealed Bethesda items. Right. So because you, of the word new. Right.
2: If Okay, so here's my thing. I, I think this is just nine and Bethesda's out of their mind for doing this. So if I were this guy, here's what I would do, okay? <laughs> I want you to take your copy of Evil Within 2. I want you to open it up. Break the seal. Pop it open. Make sure the game's in there. Close it. Then I want you to re-put it on Amazon Marketplace and put used used, 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 used this is the game that got Bethesda's panties in a bunch and that game will sell for four times the amount that, it's supposed actually that's, to.
0: <laughs> that, that's not a bad uh, for, for this particular individual <laughs> that we're talking about that had the uh, copy of Evil Within 2, it's not a bad idea but so I saw in the Twitch chat uh, someone say if they put the listing as used or like new would that be okay? 100% if yeah, they sell it's it used it's, 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 okay, it's fine I believe even if they advertise it used but it's sealed, it's still okay. Yeah, It's just the terminology. Just the word new. But the problem with (laughs) that is, is that the second I call something used versus new, values change. So if I'm someone that bought a game, never opened it, and it was a sixty dollars game. It's a twenty dollars game now. Okay, so I'm already in the whole forty bucks because I never opened this game, and now I'm just trying to recoup a little bit. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially for people that um, repurpose their game inventory to buy more games. Then I open it, and instead of the twenty dollars that I could net, I can only net fourteen dollars. Or the fact that I don't open it and I call it used will still put all this, all these buyers into question as to. Well, it looks sealed, but he's calling it used. It's still worth only $14. So that $6 variance is simply because Bethesda doesn't want you to call it new. Now, this is crazy to me because I have sold a lot of video game stuff in my, you know over the years and I have sold a lot of new stuff. You know where it's like I got a hold of Two Nintendo, you know, Zelda edition 3DS XLs and stuff like that. Keep one, sell the other. It washes out my cost. So that way I get my 3DS for free, basically. You know, like that, that's some, like, if you think about it for Nintendo, if you think about it for EA, if you think about it for these other big companies, like, if Bethesda starts this and other companies follow, how does that affect the secondhand market for? What are some items that are harder to find. You know, like, when you think about some of these items that that you that are limited edition, collector's edition, they're truly limited, and it's like, you didn't get to the store at 4am to wait outside in the snow, so you're not gonna get a Zelda Master Edition, uh, but the second that you list it as new, Nintendo's gonna come after you. Like, that, to me, is just... I mean, if you want them to put a little, like, note in the description that says warranty is non-transferable and still let them call it sealed and new then let them do it like why why are you wasting legal resources to send out these notifications and threaten these people of lawsuits over a twenty dollar game that probably will never sell off the Amazon marketplace anyways. Man,
2: Bethesda, it's a pride issue with Bethesda, because the Evil Within two sold so poorly that it's like it's like them coming up and grabbing it out of your hand when you're about to hand it to somebody when you're selling it, and they're like, Nope, nope, you gotta keep this, you gotta keep this. You you, you decide to buy it and you know, we're really proud of this game and you gotta keep it.
0: Well, we already like, know that the gaming <laughs> industry hates secondhand sales, they hate pre owned games. They're, that's why GameStop doesn't have a great relationship with the gaming industry is because they, you know, GameStop, I forgot what the percentage is. It's a, it's like the it's majority of their percentage of, of revenue is generated from pre-owned games, which 0% of that has to go to the developer, has to go to the publisher. None of that matters because it's all just yep. I hand you this game, you sell it to that person, that person sells it back in, I buy it again because my name's BMC, and then I trade it in again because my name's BMC. But GameStop in the middle of that's just racking it up. Yep. One copy of Overwatch yep. and GameStop made $300. Well, Blizzard's over there like, where's my cut? So I get it. Now let's hear Test because
1: he sides with Bethesda somewhat on this. So I do. And it's not that they don't sound stupid or it's not that this doesn't seem petty because it does sound stupid and this is petty. There is better use of resources. But at the end of the day, new new is new. New implies purchased from somebody, from the distributor, and then sold on behalf of, you know, that company. The second that like I can't, I can't if I went and bought a car right now from a Mercedes dealer and I took that car home and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna list it new. With three more miles on it because I drove it three more miles, that wouldn't fly. When I register, when that person registers that vehicle, that's not gonna be a new car. They've they bought it used. It is no longer being sold at the place that it was purchased to sell from. So, yes, are mom and pop shops on Amazon or random resellers on Amazon the best person to go after? Absolutely not. That's stupid.
0: Because, well, I mean, one example would be, and And I, I don't want to get them in trouble. But when you think of some local shops, okay, some local shops, do you really think they have a a agreement with Bethesda to sell their game?
1: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, I'm sure any of these, I mean, there there are stores. You know, this is one of the reasons let's say why Gamers' Club from Best Buy was discontinued is because you'd have a store that doesn't have an official relationship with a distributor purchasing these games at a discount from a place that does and then putting them back on their shelves for sale and making that you know let's say 12 dollar profit like no i think that's super wrong like i think if you want to be a store that sells new product you need to go through the correct channels to open it up and sell it now those stores versus me selling a game on amazon Is that necessarily the same? No. But I feel like if you're going to start going after those people, you got to start somewhere. Like, think of it. You know, we talked about Nintendo shutting down ROM sites last week, right? Or two or three weeks ago to protect their property. Yeah. Like, this could just be the start of Bethesda really buckling down on who can distribute their product and actually distribute it and call it new.
2: What if the industry decides, hey, you want to know what? Go ahead, Bethesda, distribute it yourself then. Then they're kind of screwed at that point, right? But you're not going to Bethesda f- have the means to distribute their product. Well, like, I mean, you almost buy need <laughs> you almost need the retail environment to get your copy well, of your product well, into like, the okay. customer's
0: hands. So companies like GameStop or companies like Best Buy, you know, those those are companies that that. do have those relationships, but you know, test referencing the idea of like, I can go buy three copies of a game from with gamers club for $12 off each copy, you know, take those to my, to my private little entrepreneur store, put them in the glass and sell them for 60 bucks. Well, I bought them for 50. So there's my $10 markup on them, you know, like, I can do that without having to worry about me being this little guy that, that tries to get, you know, uh, a licensing deal with Bethesda and the cost of it is too high for the amount of copies of Skyrim, you know, versions 8 million that I'm going to just try to sell. And, and so, I, like, yes, it's, it's tough, but at the same time, I don't know how difficult it is. Like, let's just say I want to open a game store tomorrow. I don't know how difficult it is to go make a deal with Nintendo and say, I want to be able to sell your games in the store and buy them direct.
1: Well, then that's the story we needed to see, right? We didn't need to see Bethesda go after this person selling one game on you know, one person selling a game on Amazon. We needed to see Bethesda goes into God, mom and pop shop B right. and say, listen guys, you can't sell this product and market as new. You can charge whatever you want for it. You can call it whatever you want, but you can't say it is brand new product. Yeah. You did not purchase it from a qualified distributor. Right. So, like, from that aspect, I see it's, it's perfectly fine. It's, is, it's, is this...
0: It's the same example as Nintendo, again, like you referenced, is that Nintendo went after the ROM websites. They didn't go after the individual that had ROM. They, they didn't Napster this and go after the people that, you know, had downloaded a Metallica song and wanted to, and wanted to, you know, sue them for a million dollars when it was like some 14-year-old kid on their parents' computer. No, they went after the website that was distributing all these ROMs to people.
1: Right and and yeah they're not they're not going the naps are out they're not knocking on people's front door going I think you have a Raspberry Pi or a retro Pi and we'd like to come into your house right. which is kind of what it looks like uh Bethesda's doing here yeah. all in all like I get what they're going after this is probably setting a precedent for future um, ways to control their inventory better and like Jazzy to your point like can they deal without a distributor no but this isn't a problem with GameStop Walmart. Target, Best Buy, like these people aren't having this issue. You know, it's just, yeah, you, you you'll find a new way. the The resellers will find a way of saying this is basically new this is this is unopened i mean if it's going to be used unopened there's going right. to be verbiage that'll the term, form into, yeah terminology will yeah, change because because there's going to be a way that yeah. that to your point is going to be used but not used that's what we have to figure out it's it's, it's going <laughs> be, to be something
2: super simple and dumb too but it's going to be some sort of like scapegoat or way around it so it's going to be like instead of them putting new on it it's going to be like new
1: or unused, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. unused yep. seal. <laughs> unused. Because yep. that's the only thing. They're concerned about the word new. We have used, unused, <laughs> used, <laughs> brand new, kind of new, a little bit, yeah. a little bit new. And the stuff we picked up from GameStop's clearance last week. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't know if this, if We're this stuff We're just going to call works.
0: that sort of used, kind of. Right. That's the new term. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, at the end of the day... Actually,
2: I, they're just going to keep new. And then <laughs> for the new games, they need to be new, new.
1: <laughs> okay, Jazzy. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think Bethesda is perfectly in their right to do this. I think it's stupid and petty, but I don't think they're wrong at all.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're wrong per se. I just think uh, I think it is very petty and just image wise for what you're trying to accomplish. You, I, I feel like image damage is is way higher. And social media, like just you know, wildfires, is is just at a at a high level compared to what you're actually accomplishing. That that's my only point on it. Anyways, Fallout seventy six better be
2: done and glorious at this point. I'm saying if Bethesda's doing this stuff on
0: the side already, like <laughs> okay, we got to move on. We spent a lot of time on Bethesda. I didn't think we were gonna spend that much time on this topic number two. Is Doom Doom Eternal? We got to see some gameplay yes. at QuakeCon. We got to hear um, about when it's coming out. We got, or no, sorry, we did. We don't know when it's coming out. I'm, I'm mixing up my stories here, but we did get to see a trailer. We did get to find out that it is coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the big point here is the game looked really cool. If you liked the if you liked the reboot of Doom, you're excited about this game. I mean, that's that's it's easy ha- hands down. That's the reaction people got. L- you know, looks really pretty. It looks you know the intensity's been taken up a notch. They talked about a couple new uh, game modes where you get to play um, you know as the demon and fight other players in the single player campaign, um, which they're calling uh, Invasions. invasions. Yep. Yeah, uh, so th- we got to, you know some information, but the big piece around this was the fact that Nintendo is being treated as a tier one, right? Like it yep. wasn't it wasn't that Doom Eternal is coming out on Xbox, PS4, and PC, and then eventually the Switch. Now, mind you, previous games like Do- the original Doom reboot and let's say Wolfenstein Two and stuff those were in development before the Switch was released now the, now it was the switch might you may have been able to have a develop like a developer kit for the switch but it still we didn't even know the success of the switch yet when when these other games were in development so i don't want to compare it to the fact that like the original doom they didn't they didn't treat nintendo right because timeline wise it doesn't fit but but now after the success after they've seen what the switch uh, um, industry or sorry, uh, community can do for them. They built Doom Eternal
1: around the Switch. In the Switch was in mind when they designed this game. Can I ask a real stupid like gaming industry question? Because I just don't know the answer to it. I mm-hmm. will hopefully have an answer for you. Maybe. So this game has been it's been advertised like, hey, Panic Button is working on this port just the same way they did um, on on the first Doom, and we know Panic Button is probably one of the most glorious porting teams out there cuz the stuff they've brought to the Switch is gold. But it's it's not typical that a game is developed for all systems and then ported to another one or is it? Right. No, so yeah, that's the
0: weird thing is that because the concept here is that they're all technically going to come out at the same time. Like let's just say this is a I don't know. Let's just say it's coming out this year in December. They're all going to come out December 15th together. That's weird because the Switch version will be done by Panic Button which means as ID works on their game Panic Button will have to also work on the game in the port form to stay at the same spa- like development stage as ID. And yeah, I do not think this is very this is a normal practice and that's why it, was, it concerns me that the Switch version Though even if they announce like yes it, we want it to be a day one release, it might end up hitting that snag and getting a slight delay. Do we think though that it's it's being
2: done by a port company because it's going to run slower than everything else? It's
0: being done by a port company because Panic Button did Doom did the first Doom on the, on the Switch. Right. They've is done that, Wolfenstein. Is that because it's, it's of because the speed b- of the game? Well, they already had said it's going to run at thirty frames. Right. So it's already half. The, it's already half of what it's going to run the other systems, but the The point is, I think ID looks at it as they don't trust anybody else other than Panic Button to make this work on the switch yeah I
1: just, I just don't think ID can scramble a team together to learn how the switch functions right. and how to optimize and work in gyro and controls and all this stuff that yeah. panic button already knows how to do
0: you don't need to because of, because panic button has proven time and time again they can do it for you
1: right so but you're right it's not going to be like they can just hand them a gold master and say okay cool this is done port it it's weird it's, it, we're coming out in three weeks it's, they're going to be porting yeah, it's like, hey, here's our newest build. Keep yeah. working. Hey, here's our newest. That's real wild. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. very
0: interested to see how it goes. Now, I do, have, I do want some, some, some feedback, okay? And I want to turn to my best friend, okay? My favorite co-host of this show. And I really want to get the input of Night Knight and what he thinks on Doom. Ha
3: <laughs> ha! Die! Demons die! Ha <laughs> Oh! Hey. What's going on, jerks? Hey, guys. hey, It's your hey. boy The hey. Dead Knight here playing some Doom on my Nintendo Switch. And, you know, I was up pretty late last night, you know, caught a late night flight back from Mexico because I was deep in the Mexican jungles fixing the games of the servers that went down. And I didn't really get to bed till about 3 a.m. So Grim said, you know what, Dead Eye, go ahead. <laughs> take the day off, you've earned it. I most certainly have with all of my hard work. So, you know, I'm here relaxing a little bit in the Dead Cave but i could not miss on the opportunity to chime in a little bit about this latest round of news coming out about the development for doom eternal on the nintendo switch that's a it's a very interesting quote where the developer you know person speaking from id software says that this time around in the development of doom eternal it is treating the nintendo switch like a first class citizen where in game development for the last several generations, Nintendo has always been an afterthought. So it's super exciting for me to know that someone's taking an approach where they're making the Switch uh, something of importance. Now they're working with Panic bu- Panic Button on the port again, just like last time. Sounds they like Jazzy. Fantastic job! But they said that they're developing this in mind with Nintendo Switch. So I'm thinking that a lot of developers are going to go down this road where when they're building a game that they know is going to be cross-platform, they're thinking to themselves, okay, we need to make sure it's going to work properly on the Switch. We need to make sure it's going to be a good experience on the Switch. And historically, for the Nintendo ports, because Nintendo consoles have been less powered, we've gotten trash second-rate ports like WWE 2K18. Look at you flying squirrel in 2K. Well, that's not the point. (laughs) Panic Button does a fantastic job. It has done a good job. Uh, I've heard the Wolfenstein uh, port was also excellent, but that game started development before the Switch was even out. So the fact that that got really, really good reviews and was running well really says a lot about the fact that I think Doom Eternal is going to be amazing for the Nintendo Switch. And I'm hoping this becomes a trend throughout the industry where developers are like, okay, we know we want this on the Switch. How do we make it where it's a great experience for everyone and the Switch not feeling like a watered down or a junior version of the game? So obviously I'd love to see what the rest of the team thinks about other development teams, you know, taking that approach to creating their games. But also I'd love to hear what you guys think, uh, how this could maybe hinder Doom Eternal in its development cycle, thinking that, okay, while they're making sure that this game's gonna run well and be optimized on the Nintendo Switch, Does that mean we're not going to see the full potential of what the game could be on, let's say, an Xbox One X or a PlayStation 4 Pro? I'd love to see what you guys think about that. So uh, I guess I'm pitching it back to you idiots in the studio. Well, see ya. Gotta kill some (laughs) demons.
0: (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, I didn't realize he took last week's episode so serious. Notice how we were saying ID, and he's like Id Studios. Id, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, he's, he's really yeah. stepping he's, it up. He
2: either knows something that we don't, or he's just stuck in last
0: week. Yeah, so, um, you know, to reference a couple of his questions that he had, the the first one that I, I would tackle is... Will it hinder the uh, Xbox, PS4, PC version? And I don't think it will because of how we just talked about. Id is he's got me doing it now. It's is going to be developing the game, and then Panic Button is going to be trying to develop it alongside. And I think you know, Id's going to be pushing this game to the limits of the Xbox One X, of the PS4 Pro, and then of course the PC. It's going to be whatever you can throw at this game right. you're going to get better and better results because of it. Um, but yeah I, I don't see a problem but it does make an interesting thought about other companies trying to follow the footsteps of Bethesda of id studios and in, in trying to sit there and support the Switch as a first class citizen there could be some disastrous results right. like Deadite's poor wrestling game as an example if you do not have the right port team you know to work on your game to get it ready for the switch because you can't do it yourself then i don't i don't have an answer for you and panic button is probably booked until 2025 already with yeah. with projects because they they haven't messed up a game yet this is 100% on panic button it will not
2: and I repeat, will not hinder the development of this game for the other consoles and PC, strictly because of the fact that that's what they're designing it for. It's literally id Studios designing it for those platforms and then tossing a copy, like Test was saying, over to the port team and saying, this has to come out within this. Now, may there be some delays and some hindrances in the fact that id Studios is probably going to be having to work more closely with the port team and making sure that they're getting stuff in a timely manner and communicating when deadlines are and stuff like that. Absolutely. I don't think it hinders the development of the game itself, though. Because you have to think about it. They're developing it for those consoles. This is unique in the fact that the port's coming out at the same time as the game is coming out. Games like this have done this forever forever. But the difference between that is, is the development studio creates a game, they make it the way they want to on the platform they want to, and then like six months down the road, they're like, you want to know what we do want to port this over here? They'll get another company to port their game. So it's the exact same thing, just speeding up that timeline.
0: Yeah, and it is also, you know, right now saying that the game is still a ways away from launching and they don't have a release date. So, I mean, we don't yeah. know when we're getting this new Doom game. We just saw the glimpse of it at QuakeCon, so it, it it's next year. We're not getting it this year, obviously. No, late 2019, I think. And it's probably late next year. So, Panic Button, you know, they, uh, they're they going to do a great job with this and as is. As good of a job as it did with the first one, it required some patchwork to really kind of make it its it, the gym that it is now. So the cool thing is that this game, what they learned off that first game and the engine being the same and a lot of these things just being the same, just pushed more, means Panic Button might not have to do as much work here. They might be able to reuse some of the work they've already done, and that could help keep them on track. It also will find out next month, too, because...
2: Inevitably, they might not have to put everything into this game if Nintendo Online isn't going to support what they're going to do with the other consoles.
0: It'll support it, maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but all right, um, the game looks awesome. The mechanics, the the gameplay, everything. Yeah, if you haven't played, played the reboot so of Doom, good.
0: it is uh, it is truly one of the best kind of re- relaunches of an IP we've had in a long time that, um, you know, it's just starting, right? Like, like, the sky's the limit for this IP now as long as it and everybody keeps on track, so. Oh, time for our Patreon news topic of the week. This is where patrons that have, uh, what's the perk level?
2: Man, you need it to is talk.
0: Ten dollars you're at the $10 perk level or higher, you get to help shape this show every week by voting on a news topic, and it's always the third news topic, and this week we're going to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2's gameplay reveal. So, just uh, just this past week we got to watch some actual gameplay, and uh, I don't know how to really say this, but wow. (laughs) I mean just it looks video games it, have come a long way <laughs> yeah right? right I'm just like I played Pitfall on the Atari and now I'm literally was looking at I looked at this when it first started and it was just like panning over like wild forest area yep I thought it was real for a second I oh, was I like too. oh this isn't gameplay I play was yet. like this
2: is the next Netflix special yeah. uh, movie right I
0: thought it hadn't switched to gameplay yet and then the horse walks through and I'm like no, oh yeah, this is actually a game. This this is actually a game. Um wow. Just gorgeous, right? Yeah. And so we got to see like some of the settings, we got to see some of the gang the gang mechanics. Uh, you know, we got to talk about about uh, they talked uh, about some of the stuff in the game. They didn't really or they didn't touch anything on multiplayer yet. But nonetheless, it looked really cool. It looked beautiful. And what I can tell you is for some people myself included I don't care at all about Red Dead Redemption never have and until this trailer thought I never would so I now am sitting back and kind of like maybe but I'm still really unsure but there is one person in this studio that I know this trailer changed his life and it is J- Deadite
3: oh, again. <laughs> yeah. haw That's right. It's the Deadite night, and I am back again. And clearly, I'm excited about Red Dead Redemption Two. And uh, you know, I want my dozens and dozens of fans to be disappointed by me only making one appearance on this episode because I show up when I want. I am the Brock Lesnar of GameZilla. I just, you know, make appearances when I feel like it fits into my schedule. But again, I'm enjoying my time after my trip to Mexico where I got this dope poncho. Okay, now let's get into what we're talking about. And it's that Red Dead Redemption 2 footage that was released earlier this week, last week. I don't know, who cares? Details don't matter, just like facts don't matter so i know if you go back and listen to episodes of the games of podcast you'll hear me say don't care about this game not interested in this game not going to play this game and something changed when i watched this latest bit of footage and i, I did some some kind of thinking over the last couple of days to figure out what is it that gets me kind of excited thinking that maybe this is actually a game i'm going to play now and if you look at the 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 landscape of gaming, Red Dead Redemption 2 is really unique in the fact that a lot of games are set in medieval times. I don't really care uh, about medieval things or a lot of games take place in a dystopian future in a decrepit city. I'm, I'm not interested in a lot of that stuff anymore. What I am excited about is the fact that this game takes place in the era that is America's legend. This is where our greatest stories come from, the Wild West, when, when outlaws roamed our nation and, and crafted our greatest myths in our country. Now, again, other places, Europe has the Middle Ages and swords and dragons and stuff, because dragons are real. Red Dead Redemption 2 needs dragons, but that's beside <laughs> the point where have dragons in America, so it's not uh, not correct historically. So just the fact that this game is set in a time period where I think it isn't well represented in gaming gets me a little excited, but I don't know what it is. This game just seems in some way like a refreshing take on the open world game. If you watch, you know, some of the new footage that's out, uh, they explain that, you know, you're traveling with these band of characters. I didn't play any other games. Maybe that's how the other ones are. Maybe I've been missing out this whole time. You travel with your party, you build relationships, and it changes and affects the game. The game lives and grows. And... I don't know, just watching this latest round of, of, of stuff and showing all the different things that you're gonna be able to do within the world of Red Dead Redemption 2, it actually has me excited where I wasn't before. It just seems like it's a different open world experience than, than what I would be used to. And I don't know, I think maybe to me, refreshing is something that I think the gaming industry badly needs right now. And maybe just the third you know, game, because we have Revolver, Redemption, now Redemption 2, it's coming in at the right time. There's been a long enough layover. I don't like when games release sequels every single year. So it, it, this builds anticipation. The gameplay actually looks really fun. I think this is something that I could get into where I didn't at all before. So that's a little bit of uh, of my hype. I'd be curious to know what everyone else on the team thinks about this trailer. I'm sure there'll be some wet fart sounds, but that's okay with me. Now, I've been doing some thinking, and you know I'm sure everyone wants to know if the Gamezilla crew were a, a band of outlaws, like we, you know, if we were together in the Red Dead world, what, who, who would we be? What would our names be? What would our roles be as a band <laughs> of ruthless outlaws? Oh, so no. First off, we'd be called the Salamander Boys. <laughs> Salamander Boys. The most feared <laughs> gang of outlaws in oh, the entire no. Wild West. First off, we have long... John Jazzy Fiddle. Jazzy Fiddle itself is a Western enough name, but Long John the Hungman, I mean the Hangman, <laughs> and the backstory behind Long John is he's well loved in all the brothels. <laughs> Long John. We also have Old Triggers, aka the Doctor of Trigger-nomics. He was once a banker in a town and then was robbed and after that he decided he needed to go out and get justice and now just with a, with a wide arsenal of firearms he's out hunting down those bandits that robbed his bank. That's, uh, he's part of our crew that's a uh, Doctor of Trigonomics, aka Old Triggers <laughs> okay and then we have the old prospector, Grimrock! He's always, you know, <laughs> over tinkering away, finding those those gems and jewels. Cause I'm not sure you can go more than four episodes with Grim without Grim referring to an old video game as a gem. So I just figured he's an old prospector. He's always hunting for gems in the real world. So we're gonna have him out tinkering, getting those getting those gems, mining for gold, mining for rubies and sapphires and diamonds. Yeah, it's Grimrock! And then, lastly, there's me, the Derrito Bandito. <laughs> that's right, I am a Mexican bandito who's usually too drunk to shoot straight. That is me. So that's, uh, that's the Salamander boys, the most feared gang of outlaws in the West. All right, I don't think I'll interrupt the show anymore. So, well, see ya. <laughs>
0: Wow! Oh, my goodness. I thought we were going to
2: have to create our own, like team of banditos. I realized he was doing it for us, so and yeah.
1: that was wonderful.
0: Yeah, when when I was just hoping at the end of that, he was like, what would you guys do? I'd be like, I don't want to follow that. Yeah. I don't want to no. follow that.
1: So so I was looking at the video, and I'm like, okay, I see that it's six minutes long. He's wrapping up his, his story time yeah. at three and a half minutes. I'm like, what's gonna happen next? <laughs> is, he just gonna, is he just gonna be shooting 22s into the... <laughs> But we got. So Hashtag we got, worth. So we got Grimrock. <laughs> Grimrock. The Doctor of Trigonomics. Yep. yep. Long John <laughs> Jazzy <Jessie> Fiddle. <laughs> yep. yep. And the Dadito Bandito, <laughs> oh. the Salamander Boy. Yeah. Oh, my oh goodness. Man. Uh, that, the Salamander Boys. <laughs> I, I can't even make the noise that he did. He was like... And, <laughs> and for anybody listening or watching, we didn't see that before. And this video actually came in yep. after we started. Yep. So we didn't have a chance to watch that beforehand. Ooh. So yeah. you got those live reactions yeah, for good. the uh, from the Salamander Boys. It was priceless. I don't think we need to
0: bring Deadeye back. We just need no. to do that every week. To go to
2: him talking about the game, though, I do agree that this game looks super gorgeous. Um, It looks a lot of fun, especially the multiplayer. Um, There is a lot of games that we know coming out in the near future and actually just in the recent past are doing this very, um, like, partner up with people and it doesn't have to be the same person every time and, like, formulate a team and then you get perks and benefits to working together. Um, We're gonna see in Division 2. We did see a little bit in uh, Far Cry 5. So, it seems like the industry is kind of building that, like, random party generation sort of uh, gameplay.
0: It's just easy to jump in, jump out. Yeah. Versus, like, um, I mean, I guess... Bungie's not a, not a, or Destiny's not a uh, great example, but the idea of a raid is like you kind of want to start with the crew and end with the crew. Swapping people out is not as helpful, is easy and, and, you know, uh, detrimental when Mm -hmm. it comes to mechanics. But I think uh, overall, I, yes, the game looks good. Yes, it's going to be open world. We don't have a, we don't have multiplayer yet, so we don't even really like. Yes, they've talked about the right. concept. We haven't seen it, and so I'm still not sold on this game. I know there's plenty of people in our in our um in our circle here that they are they can't wait for this game. They're gonna put they're taking time off work for this game. Even if it was just straight up single player like The Witcher, they are thrilled for this game, and. Myself, I am the Horizon Zero Dawn fan. I am the Mass Effect, Halo, Gears of War... I mean, Gears of...
1: What was that? I believe that's what th- happens when you say Mass Effect and Halo back-to-back. That's the Mass Effect Halo <laughs> sound effect, <laughs> right?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what that was. I'm just going to close the browser now. I told you <laughs> not to was, give me control over <laughs> any audio. <laughs> I told you. No,
0: that was completely planned. You yeah, were yeah, right. The, the that Halo is the Mass Ma- Effect Halo. Just don't say it
1: again because I, yeah. I don't know where that sound came oh, from. Oh, okay, yeah. So don't say those, those two, two games, words. Those two games. Two games.
0: Anyways, um, <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> um,
1: Single player, multiplayer. Yeah,
0: M E and H. But for me, I, I'm the yeah, I'm the sci-fi world gameplay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not the western. Yeah. And and so for me, I'm just like I still don't care about this game. The only thing that will sell me on this game, which had me interested in Far in Far Cry Five. Is drop-in mo- co-op play not not yeah. deathmatch, not battle royale like there's rumored to be co-op gameplay through the story, or at least like a whole section of co-op missions that uh, that my friends and I can team up and have fun with. That then I will be more interested in. Of course, Far Cry Five disappointed us with the fact that. Um, progression didn't share across each other's accounts. It was only whoever was hosting. So right. this is going to be more like, if this is more like the division where I could drop in, we could team up, we could run a mission, we both get credit, I could leave, then then um, I, that's when I'm probably on board to buy the game. Right now, I will not buy this game. And that's crazy for a lot of people, I know, but I, for me, this is another game that's going to take 100 plus yeah. hours, it's, and I just can't do it with Anthem right around the corner. Yeah,
2: it's, it looks pretty, but this is... A, so so. here's here's what I would most likely do with this game, and I'm going to uh, request of Deadite, all right? Since you did get hype for this game, and you do sound like you're going to get it, I would like you to stream it, and I will watch it for sure. Because so it looks that good. Yeah, but I, I would, don't know if I'm going to be hopping in... And that and, might and be getting, what makes me buy
0: it, though, is watching th- right, watching right. someone I know stream it, and then I go, "Oh, okay, I can get, I I I can get into this now." Yeah, but I've never done that to any games. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> ne- never, yeah, never have you come over, tried PlayStation VR one time, and then dropped five hundred dollars. Never. never. <sighs> That's just one time What about the Xbox One X Never <laughs> Never did you Just come over And race one race And go buy an Xbox One X I you For crying out loud <laughs> Dude, that After was one match With Splatoon That was hot trash You're a one and done Kind of guy <laughs> <laughs> Okay But um, So you so the question is You're not a day one uh, Purchaser No Test is definitely Not a day one purchaser Probably ever Unless it
1: comes to the Switch I don't even know if I'd buy it on the switch. Okay, just not interested. I, I'm, I'm like you. Know, I like, you know, uh, give me a Grand Theft Auto. I'd replay it, but Gran- I don't yeah. care about
0: more modern horses um, and yeah. That's that's a thing. I
1: played the first, or I played, I don't know, whatever one was on 360. I, I played Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, is that the one that had like the Grand Theft Auto feel to it? Yeah, like, and
0: it also had the zombie like DLC patch. Yeah. yeah so yeah.
1: I, I played a ton of it, and you know, you got to because you got to like tie guys up by the feet and drag them behind you on a horse. Yeah, if they were being bad. Yeah. I, don't, I think I, I don't think I'd play it again though. Okay.
2: I think a lot of it is because it's set in the old west. Because my grandfather was a huge John Wayne fan, and I've watched so many spaghetti westerns in my day that it's just like, I can't do it anymore.
0: <laughs> like, if you're old John, then what's his cow? What's his name? Who? Your grandfather.
2: I mean, his his name in Polish, which I didn't find out until the day he died. Because I always called him Stanley. That was, you know, Grandpa Stan. Or I called him Grandpa, but his name was Stanley. And I, I didn't realize that that was just the nickname that he got when he came over here in America. His actual birth name was Stanislaus.
0: There it is. That's
1: perfect. I like it. When you said spaghetti westerns, does that mean this takes place in Italy? Correct. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> I'm back in. <laughs> I, I like Miggy's
0: answer. Older John. Old, <laughs> your old, old John. He's older John. Also the yeah. hung man, hangman, yeah, yeah, hang yeah. hangman, hangman, hang, hung,
2: hang. Uh, all right. I, well. g- I got to be careful with the old John though, because I may get sued by somebody.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was little John. My bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That was an old John. Okay. My bad. Okay. But uh, yeah.
0: What? <laughs> I'm glad Dead Knight's excited for this. I personally, knowing like this is an October release, uh, late October, the twenty sixth or something like that, right? I think that's. Yeah, I, mean, I already closed the tab. He'll be playing, something. but my whole thing is that he'll be uh,
2: watching L play Pokemon. What though.
0: comes out the following month, Jazzy? Smash. That's that's true. But what comes out? What also comes out?
2: It's November, which is um, Smash doesn't come out in November. Well, December, early December. Yeah. Then so we g- have I'm giving it uh, the November tag. It's, or maybe um, I'm
0: maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm, I'm I'm crazy. It doesn't come out next yeah, month. No, Division two, it's not November. Uh, Fallout is Fallout 76. Yeah, Fa- November, I will yes. play Fallout 76 before I play this, 100%. and I'm not a Fallout fan. But because of the open world multiplayer aspect of this of this Fallout, I am interested in it because I like that world. Right? Again, it's, it, I'm more interested in that world. Post
2: apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys know I like it when nature is taking back what we took from it, and then there's giant robot dinosaurs and Aloy. Then converts into outer space with a bounty hunter named Samus. You put all that together, you have the perfect video game. There you go. Okay. All right. Thank you, patrons, for another lovely topic. Thanks, Deadite, for um, chiming in remotely (laughs) with some gold. Some some really nice videos. But we're going to move into our last topic of the news segment, and that is Sony... And crossplay talk again. And I know, Jazzy. <laughs> I know. Here we, we talk go about again. it all the time. Jazzy's so tired of talking about crossplay and Sony, because he's a Sony fanboy. That's right. And he's tired of people picking on him. Just but get it's off. but you know what? We got some new updated news. And I think it's gonna start with the uh the conversation that we've had a lot of stuff coming out from streamers like Ninja, from companies like Bethesda that are basically calling Sony out directly. Ninja's calling them out, basically saying, there's only one reason you're doing it. Greed. Straight up quoted. It's greed. It's all about money. And he's disappointed in Sony. You have Bethesda coming out and saying, our brand new card game, our Elder Scrolls Legends card game, Will only be playable on systems that support crossplay, which was a indirect point finger point at Sony. And uh, base, at, at that point, they went into details as to why. And it's as simple. And this sounds really cool. First of all, I was I am was not interested in this card game at all. Uh, Elder Scrolls Legends, but. They were talking about how you could be in the middle of a game on your phone, in the middle of the game. And as you're in the middle of the game, you open up your laptop or you turn on your Nintendo Switch or whatever system and you fire the game up. And what you're doing on the phone all of a sudden is what you're doing on that other device. And then you can turn your phone off. You can literally pick up a game midway by just switching into a device. And I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I can't say I'm I'm used to seeing that. Like, yeah, I can play game cross-platform and I can switch, but it's in between matches. It's in between, you know, it's when I take a break. Right. Here it is, like, oh, my phone's about to die and, and this game's going to go on for another 20 minutes. F- flip my laptop open, launch the game, and I'm good to go. Which makes sense because then the progression is the same. It's one account across the board. If I win or lose that match... On my laptop or on my phone, it's it's the same. The currency I earn, the cards I earn, whatever it is, is all the same. Except for PlayStation, where they would have to create an entirely different system, an additional server or however many servers to support 80 million PS4s, whatever, to support a, a secondary ecosystem. And that is why Sony needs to understand that these developers are starting to create these these cohesive worlds that live across every platform and require just one ecosystem so when you build a wall it's not simply just limiting the game the user the player from being able to play with you know xbox players or whatever you're restricting the developer from being able to create stuff the way that this the way the industry is moving when you think about some of these games, like of course, Fortnite. I mean, Epic is living this world right now where they have this one cohesive world and then they have a secondary world with PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So I um I, I, I like what Bethesda's done here. Ninja is very good with his words. I think anytime he really kind of speaks up, he uh, you know, is articulate and just makes sense. He makes good points. He thinks about what he's going to say before he says it, and I think he's right. There's no reason why Sony would do this other than the fact that they don't want their players playing with other with other, you know, other platforms because why? Like what's the advantage to them? And that brings me to this article that Sony Sony's stalling tactics on crossplay has worked. And I think this article by Ben Kutra is garbage. And I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> okay? I'm really <laughs> sorry cuz this is an opinion piece pretty much from you and I just do not believe that their stalling has caused any form of victory for them just because the the firestorm that was Fortnite when it launched at E3 and all these people got upset that their accounts were locked out because they had played them on the PlayStation. Yes, there was a there was a very big Fire burning fast through the, through the Sony camp, and maybe that particular fire has been controlled a bit. And and but overall, when you have Bethesda calling you out, when you have one of like the number one streamer in the world calling you out, when you have these types of people, you know point you know you have uh, past executives, past presidents calling you out of that used to work for for Sony you haven't won. It hasn't worked. It's not working. And in the long run, even if you stick to your guns through the rest of the PS4 lifespan, if you are not ready for cross-play the, on the PS5, it is going to be a huge problem with the way that everything else is going. So I don't believe that their stalling tactic has been good at all. I don't believe their, their generic... Their generic... Um, you know responses to to these issues have been helpful they've been more damaging than anything and here we sit on this edge of what could be the beginning with Bethesda leading the way once again so we talked about something that Bethesda's leading the way that we don't like here's something that they could do that EA gearbox epic all these all these developers could just follow suit and say, yeah, um, we're not going to release our new game unless it's cross-play capable. Mm-hmm. Because, and remember what I talked about not that long ago? When you take Xbox and you take Nintendo's systems sold and you combine them, the lead that PlayStation has is a lot smaller. And it's getting smaller day by day. And so... Your control over the market is shrinking. And the developer can sit there and say, well, if I launch on Xbox, Nintendo, PC, smartphones, I don't care about your PS4 infrastructure. And that's hard to say because it basically be like, I'm going to forego this 80 million unit area. But maybe it's something like, "What? maybe they become the new Nintendo we just talked about how doom is going to be tried to be a day one release with on the switch with the other systems mm-hmm. something that's not we're not used to we're used to nintendo getting the secondary you know getting the leftovers oh yeah you get doom 8 months later you get arkham arkham city a year after the game is already dead but the point here is does Sony start to have that play on them? Launch day, Xbox, Switch, PC, Android—you are all getting Overwatch Two because it's cross-play. Everybody can enjoy it. PlayStation will get it down the road when we when we've made a bunch of money and we can afford to build a secondary little private ecosystem for Sony's little butt hurt, you know, feelings because they don't want they don't want to play with other people. That is what we could see happening. Yeah, potentially. And then all of a sudden, do we start developers start working in a way where they're like, "Well, we're going to we're going to side with Nintendo Online. We're going to build around Xbox Live. We're going to use the Steam platform and PC I- I- infrastructure, and we're going to build we're going to design our games around those, and not PlayStation Network because PlayStation Network is a closed off network that we don't like. So now the enhanced, just you know, um, fully fully enhanced versions." are not for PlayStation, they're for somebody else.
2: Alright, here we go.
0: <clears throat> Come on, Sony boy.
2: Here is, and I'll hit each of the points, alright? I'm going to say to Ben, who wrote this article, I don't completely agree with what you're saying here, How because dare I you? don't think that Stony, you are Sony, Stony is
0: playing Stony?
2: S- Sony is playing Stall Tactics, Sony is playing for what's called stalemate alright and that is where <laughs> or there's, there's each player they don't just know can't anything. make a move anymore so the as far as Bethesda goes and, and anybody else that comes along down the line that's a developer that says hey we're going to not put our stuff out on Sony's platform absolute stupidest idea you can do let me nah, tell you why nah. because nah. if Ninja is saying it that Sony is doing this because they're greedy and they want money, guess what, development? If you don't put your game on Sony's platform, you're missing out on a giant chunk of money. So I might as well just flush a bunch of money down the toilet if you don't put your system, your game out on the Sony network. How
0: much money are they missing out on if they have to build a complete secondary ecosystem that they have to,
1: on a monthly basis, maintain? Tons of money. Maintain. Tons of money. How many people only have the option of buying it on a Sony system if they can cross play it on Xbox, PC, mobile phone and Nintendo.
2: How same, many people only The same only, as it's
1: still going. That's why Nintendo that's why
2: Sony currently is still not budging on this because even though I think I agree with you with Ninja thinks about what he's saying and he, he's very well spoken and I agree that him out of everybody has the the most to lose from this or the best push that you can do to fight against this because at the end of the day, he's not making money off of Sony, right? Oh, he's sure. just somebody that wants the gaming industry to be a certain way, and getting a whole bunch of fans together to do this is what's going to happen. But unfortunately... It's not going to be from the development side because they're going to try to play this stall tactic and not put their stuff onto the network, and they're going to hurt financially, and they're going to instantly flip and have to go back to developing for it. I do not Where, think
0: they're going to hurt financially. I, money is money, man. If they make right. a dollar, right. then, then how, they do but, the infrastructure. Okay, <laughs> okay, how many people own a PlayStation in this room? There's only two hands because the person I, that's I not on screen is hand. not raising his hand. How many people have multiple, okay, if they need it, multiple smartphone-slash-tablet devices. How many, all of us are raising our hands. I'm raising my hand. How many people own multiple smart devices?
1: I'm I'm still raising my hand.
0: You should raise your hand. You own a Samsung tablet. Yeah, I have two. Okay,
2: smartphone and the
1: tablet. If I make
0: my game available like Fortnite does on the mobile phone, instantly an eighty million dollar, four hundred dollar, uh, you know, PlayStation console isn't as powerful as we think it is. That's the problem. It, that's been the problem with mobile phones. That's why it killed handheld gaming. Almost killed handheld gaming until they reinvented it with the Switch. And you know, that's why the Vita. I mean, short of support, the Vita also never took off because how expensive it was versus being able to play Flappy Bird on your phone. So to me, Sony, like, again, me as a developer and a guy, I work in IT in the systems department where I build servers, I build VMware ecosystems. It's an insane amount of money to build the small things that I build. Mm -hmm. Now imagine stuff on the scale of Amazon and Google. Because that's what, ta- that's what it takes for Epic to run Fortnite on the scale that they run it. Right. So now, I have to make two because of Sony. If I don't go on Sony, I only have to make one. And I only have to maintenance one. Right. F- period. If Sony opens up their door... I only have to make one. Maybe I add a little bit more resources, but that is a lot cheaper than having to build that secondary ecosystem. And so that's where I'm concerned, where I believe Sony's making a mistake because these companies, it, when you look at it, it's like, okay, maybe they're missing out on 6 to $10 million on sales of the game, not microtransactions, but sales of a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's so a $60 game, you're going to sell a million of them, whatever, right? Um, but what's the cost to opt so that those 6 million copies sold can play the game that's the question that comes into play is is it worth it and and that's where Bethesda is stepping up now and saying no it's not and saying it's not worth it
2: however to fight against something that Ninja said in his article is Ninja also in that same article said he loves Sony and plays his Playstation all the time so right there He's. I'm not saying that his push is is not right. And I do think that being able to, to game cross-platform is a thing of the future, and I want it to happen. However, I'm just letting you know that Sony's not going to budge on this because they don't have the hit or haven't taken the hit in the numbers to actually make a move towards it. The concern for me again... And Epic
0: is the example of that. The concern for me again is that Epic... Why didn't they shut down their servers? They don't have to shut them down. They're the the most Sony su- server. They're the most successful video game in the world. So right. if they want to pay that money, they can. If Bethesda doesn't want to pay that money, they won't. And so for me, if I'm releasing Elder Scrolls Legends, which I expect plenty of people to play, but at the same time, let's be realistic, I don't expect it to have the numbers of Fortnite. Oh, no way. It's a card game. Like, so, let's be real. It, so for, it's
2: going to have decent numbers, so for me, but I that's go, it. It's going
0: to push decent. Yeah, so for me, I go, it's not worth going to Sony. And a lot, like let's be honest, when's the next Fortnite, you know, phenomenon going to happen? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It it could be ten years before we see the next type of game like this, next the next success level like this. But the bottom line is, you, Sony, you said they're not taking the hit. Correct. When you think of companies that took a hit. Of this proportion, where the gaming industry seems to be sliding in a direction, and you're go and you're and you're resisting. I I brought this up a couple weeks ago. It only it 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 just it reminds me of Sega, of Nintendo, of Atari. And Nintendo's the only one that survived. The rest of them are gone. Well, that's what Sony might think. but, but and that pro- might be a, a and, bad call on their part. And the <laughs> reason, But here's, the re- here's one of the reasons. They took the hit before they tried to change. They weren't proactive. They were reactive. Mm-hmm. When you're reactive, you're going to take the damage. You're going to take the hit, and you're going to lose something. It just depends on how much are you going to lose. If you lose too much, can you recover from it? Right. Sega could not you know they tried by pulling all all the ropes you know they pulled they pulled all the stakes up and they were like let's go we're we're throwing everything in the ring and they came out with a dreamcast that is one right. of my is my favorite system and it was amazing but they had no support they burned all their bridges nobody wanted to make video games for them they were dead in the water besides first party so for me not again i'm comparing dead companies to To PlayStation, who is healthy? They are. They are healthy. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I wouldn't be a company that waits to get to take the hit. Right. I would be the company that looks at the market and says, "Oh wow, everyone is going that way. How can we be the best at going that way?" Because that's what right. so that's what PlayStation does. That's what they did in the past. How can we be the best at doing every, that thing that these people like? And that's why. Let's be honest, that's why the PlayStation 4 has sold 80-plus million systems. And now they're acting different, and that's scary. So here's
2: my my other idea, and I hate that I have this idea, but I could actually see Sony doing it, and that that upsets me, is I could also see Sony potentially utilizing the name change and the cross-network or cross-platform play as trump cards in their hand because they don't playstation vr was a big flop right they're struggling we have no clue if vita 2's even going to come out if they're going to make another handheld system themselves, if they call it the vita 2 they, they might call, as well right. it might as well be the wii u so so you have <laughs> ps5 you have ps5 which we're not expecting to hit until 2020 plus is sony holding on to these as trump cards to where once they start to see that shake and that wobble of like, oh, we don't have anything else for this gen of our system, then drop these trump <laughs> cards and be like, oh, actually, see,
0: we are playing nice, and then just rally the troops. And, and I, I hate that idea. And if and concept, they do that, but. if they do that, that's that's fine. Again, from a bi- from a business standpoint, I look at it as it's a bad business decision because you have two comp- you have multiple companies right now. Let's just say uh, Google because they own an- because you got Android, you have Nintendo you have Microsoft, they're all playing this game right now. They're all like, yeah, go ahead, pick up Minecraft and, and play with each other and, mm-hmm. and enjoy Rocket League across, across platform. So then, a year down the road, when, PlayStation, when Sony takes the stage at E3 2019 and goes, you can cross-play, everyone's just going to give them the middle finger and say, well, cool, thanks for being 12 months late. Now, there's 80-plus million systems, so, yeah, you're going to get people that cross-play. I'm not saying it's going to be right. a complete failure, but you, But to me, if all three of us had, I don't know, we just had an inside angle on some news, right? The first person to properly drop it and create the hype is going to be the person right. that, that launches off. It's just after that, and here's an example. Look at what PUBG did. PUBG took off, skyrocketed because they were that first group to really come out I know they weren't the first battle royale but they were the first group to come out and do it do it somewhat right mm-hmm. and people jumped on board and supported it like no other and then Fortnite came out right and Fortnite just it wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't a crazy popular game when it first came out we were playing it because we didn't want to play the popular game PUBG right but what happened was Fortnite and Epic did it better right and that's what Sony needs to do if they're going to come out Out of the gate, second or third, they have to do it better. So, and I don't know how you how you would do cross play better, but you know, Sony has to figure that out. Yeah, how do you do that?
2: But the the thing that worries me is think about it. Like, you're like people will be be, give them the middle finger and stuff like that. Like, I don't, I don't think that that's a hundred percent true. Because think about it in the in the other issue that they have. So, you have people that have been wanting to change their PSN network name forever, right? And then if Sony came out next month and was like, hey, you could change your PSN name, and then you think a bunch of people are going to be like, oh, F you, Sony, we've been able to do this in other networks forever, like too
0: little, too late. Everybody that wanted to change their name is still going to go change their name. If you want my honest opinion, and, and this, is a, this is an opinion, this is a, this is a guess in the dark because I've never seen or have any information to prove this. But they haven't changed. They haven't added a name change, and they and they have been public about the fact that they're trying to figure out how they can do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, they haven't allowed crossplay. I honestly believe that the PlayStation Network infrastructure is so out of date, and we have no idea how archaic some of these modules that are running in this network are, that they aren't compatible with other networks and and PlayStation doesn't doesn't want to publicly t- admit, admit that because I could totally see that. Yeah, because when you think about PlayStation it was free. Like it was a free online service for yeah. years. And it was a it it worked, but it was a mess, man. <laughs> okay? It and was if a you mess. think
2: about it, think about the the updates and the patches that they've had to their OS over the past, we'll say just five patches. Yeah. The fast the past 5 OS patches to the PlayStation network and or playstation itself have all been cosmetic updates right and this looks prettier this is easier to navigate this and, is right. there's nothing that has given it a boost and, at all
0: and that's all ui you know on our end and yeah you're right we haven't seen performance issues be, or performance enhancements and that again lays on their side which we don't get a, a public vision of but let's be honest when P- playstation plus isn't that old Right, it our right. our paid service for Sony started with the launch of the PS4. My paid service for the Xbox for Xbox Live started with the original Xbox. So, um, generations have gone by on Microsoft's yeah. side where they've they've had revenue coming in continuously to enhance, upgrade, build, and make Xbox Live what it is today. I'm not saying PlayStation Plus is a, is is garbage. It, it's good but is there limitations that they are fighting that they yeah, don't that could, know how to fix right now? That could without, 100% be it. Yeah, because how can you not change your name? Yeah. Like, simple, why, simple, right? You have 80 million plus PS4s, uh, and, and I guarantee I you, let's just say, let's, I, I would love to see the percentage of how many of those people would pay one time $10 to change their name at least once let alone the people that would change your name every month because that's just what they do. And that revenue that you're losing out on, it makes if if you're a greedy company that doesn't want to open your doors because of money, right. Why wouldn't you at least have yeah. the name change as a feature yeah. to make more money? Okay, okay
2: Ben Kuchara. All right. I'm I'm going to go ahead and flip on what Grimlock said. And if Sony legit doesn't have the network capacity to do cross platform play and or name changes then at this point in the PS4 lifecycle, it makes sense not to put it on the PS4 and to literally make it a launch PS5 yeah Thing, yeah. Oh, think think about it, because you have like 472 billion download speed at this house, right? Because basically, like, NASA's <laughs> internet's slower than here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some pretty good and you, internet and speed. And you hop onto your One X, and you blink, and the game's on your One X,
0: right? I, down- I download games on my Xbox One X about 600, 700 megabytes per second. Yeah. I download stuff on the PlayStation Network about... Twenty-four megabytes. Twenty-four per because time con- same, yeah, yeah. it's not the same in Yeah, you're right. They throttle it.
2: So why? Right, because they can't handle it. Well, I know dude. This yeah. is making sense. Yep. We're yep. to something. Yep. Boom. All right. Get well, ready for more. But, get ready for more. Of
0: this stuff, Gamezilla, because this is Alpha's
2: topic this week. I'm calling it out right
0: now. Calling it out right now. Well, we're getting called out right now on Twitch. People are tired of hearing us talk about crossplay and hey, PlayStation. Listen to us.
2: Thursday slash Sunday.
0: Yeah, so that was our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, you do want to visit gamesillmedia.com where you can read the blog. Maybe I will do a blog about this. Maybe I will do a vlog because I think Jazzy and I are onto something. I think PlayStation can't handle the features that we want and they're trying to figure out how to rebuild it from scratch without costing them a fortune and maybe it will be A all new PlayStation Network for the PS5 And that's what we have to wait for We'll find out, we'll get to the bottom of it Sony's gonna talk to us But until then, it's time for some eSports
2: Welcome to Summoner's Rift So this is a
3: little bit risky Oh my god, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the older dragon Oh, let's break it Damn!
2: That's right. It's time for eSports and my first topic of the week, Sony's network, not strong. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for eSports. Back to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, wanted to see that logo
2: again. Uh, yeah, that's a good logo. Uh, no, my first topic is going to be about the FIFA 18 E World Cup Grand Finals that peaked Wait, can you say that one more time? The E-World e- Cup Grand Final peaked at an estimated 320,000 viewers. Didn't
0: you say FIFA before that?
2: FIFA 18. So uh-huh. it was F-I-F-A.
0: Yeah, F-I-F-A.
2: It's an acronym. <laughs> oh, F-I-F-A. Yeah. Yeah. Yes! That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's brainwashed me into saying it wrong. <laughs> uh, so how is this big for esports? It is four times the amount of viewership over... 20 million players from 60 countries battled it out in the FIFA season this year, and it's four times the amount of viewership for the finals than they had over last year. Why pointing at me? Why? Why? Why, you guys? Why mm. got do this? Back to esports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pointing at you. I'm just being stupid. Ugh. That's enough. That's enough about FIFA. It's, let's go on to the next thing. Next. Topic is the T I eight group assignments are out. Group A is looking like a bloodbath. There's a foot on screen. Don't know what's happening, but Dota two tournament is coming. The international eight begins. Group no! stage set to start on August fifteenth. In the anticipated event, what's going on? Do we are we okay, guys? We want we want you to give the people
0: what they want. What do you mean? What they want?
1: And back to uh, esports. I don't think you
0: can see it. I think the I think the uh is in the way. Back to esports. <laughs> <laughs> no clue what's going on in here.
2: <laughs> Anyways, sorry, fans of esports. Um, looking at the spread this year, it is clear that group A will be extremely competitive. The returning champs, team liquid, and the second and third place teams in the pro are the second and third place teams in the pro circuit and are in group A. Along with Minsky, who was the winner of the Asian Championship, and uh, Fnatic, will also be joining that group. Fnatic. So, reckless, got, is, reckless is going to be on that team, right? <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, oh, so man. basically, all of the, all of the best teams, except for the first place team, are on Group A. So it's going to basically be whoever can come out of Group A has a really good shot at winning. Over on B, however, you do have the Pro Circuit leaders in uh Virtus. Pro, um, Team Secret over there is is over there as well, uh, Vici Gaming, and Newbies. Newbies? Yeah. And then Optic. I thought we were the Newbies. Optic, but pff, <sighs> Optic. Optic uh, Dota, not that great. All right, on to the next thing and... Summer skirmish series of Fortnite week five just hit, and why am I bringing up th- this up for the first time now? Um Is because the winners of this week, Jazzy were Fiddle Team Liquids Coach, we're rich with the player called Not Vivid, and I'm thinking to myself, man, Not Vivid, I've heard that name before. Why have I heard that name before? And I go back and I look, and he won the week before. So he's one week four and five. So I'm like, let me do a little bit of digging and see what's going on with this not vivid guy, because I don't never heard of him. Have you have you guys ever heard of him? Like via streaming and stuff like that? Not a huge name, didn't know until I started watching Summer Skirmish. Now, the player that is called Not Vivid in week one placed first place overall with his duo partner Kevy and they won fifty thousand dollars. In week two, he placed eighth in a solo week, winning himself twenty thousand dollars. In week three, he did not play. In week four, he won first place in a solo series, winning sixty seven point five thousand dollars. And then last week he won with duo's partner Team Liquid Poach and they won sixty thousand dollars. So this not vivid guy. In the first 5 weeks of the 8 week summer skirmish has won himself one hundred ninety-seven point five thousand
0: dollars Not bad man, not bad. So I mean, I do that in one match, but it's, you know, I mean, teach their own. Not yeah, but the thing about it is, is it's on a PlayStation Network, so it counts for nothing. Oh, wow, wow, wow.
1: You have the wah, soundboard. Wah. <laughs>
0: do I what I forgot what button it is. Is it uh is it this one?
2: guess. Good guess, good guess.
0: Why? Oh, I get it.
2: I get why it's on that button now. I get it. Alright, and our final esports topic, not necessarily esports, but he is the face of what could be a huge esports organization, and that is what we just talked about, Fortnite and Ninja, who has come out and explained to us, for some random reason, because it got brought up in his stream, so he felt the need to explain himself, as to why he has chosen not to stream with female gamers
0: oh god we're talking about this? yes
2: we are and he said <sighs> that the only way the basically everything in a nutshell the only way to avoid the rumors is to just not play with them at all and he goes on to explain a whole bunch of different ways of saying that exact same one line in this in this statement Okay. But he doesn't so, want people to formulate any rumors about him cuz he is happily married to his wife,
1: so he just does not stream with females. Also
0: shout out to Ninja, they just had their 1 year anniversary.
1: So shout out, happy yes. 1 year anniversary. Since we know you're you know we know you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, for, he for listens my, to 100%. every episode.
2: You, yeah, you I my mean, Jess listens too.
1: So someone, to someone with the handle Ninja listens. He might even be here right now. That's what I'm watching saying. Watching us live, that's how big we've gotten.
2: That actually is Ninja.
1: It's just his okay. sub account. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. he He was at Nerd Barbecue. It was crazy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, listen. Here's my take on this, and I was, I was like, I felt like I was on the wrong side of it, when we were talking about this while we were playing No Man's Sky, because we also had Spidey Two KX. Uh, playing some Call of Duty, Black Ops. Was it okay? Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah, for uh, beta, the beta, a the beta, or whatever. It's and called. he was, you know, he was disagreeing with me that he thought it was just it was stupid that he shouldn't do this. He's not, he's not. And for me, it's like I came out and said, "Listen, he's protecting himself, his family, and he- again, it's just a- it's a calculated decision of someone that." Is smart. That's smart. That has has a has intelligence. I make a lot of money. This is allowing me to have a life that I maybe not that long ago never thought I was gonna have. And like, why in this day and age where we joke about it all the time, where you don't need facts, you just need a keyboard, and you need to know where to put the post to ruin someone's life, to change someone's situation almost. Instantly. Mm -hmm. So why would the most successful streamer of all time be give give people the opportunity? It's not the female streamer. It's not his insecurity with his wife, or or and she doesn't trust him, or something. It's the fact that the random troll named Testonomics is going to come out there and go start some rumors because he wants to get you know his jollies off Mm. on just being this. Person that stirs the pot, mm. and how do you eliminate those people? You uh, ask League of Legends, how do you get rid of trolls? The answer is you don't. Mm-hmm. You can get better. You can make things better. You can try to make it a more healthy situation, but you're always gonna have someone that tells you to drink bleach, jazzy fiddle. Yep. Okay. So and they how- do. What do they do?
2: They basically reprimand them until they hit their strike count, and then they just never play League again.
0: Right. Until but the problem is, is that some people that don't have backbone get told to drink bleach and they leave league. And that's the person they don't want to quit. Right. So g- turning that back to Ninja now, why would I put myself in a situation where I'm going to walk into a firing range and just let people fire guns at me when I don't have to?
1: I have a thought. Okay, let's hear it. So the two sides of this argument... One of them is people are saying, yeah, Ninja's super right. Like, let's get rid of all those clout chasers and people looking for fame or looking for money. I don't think that's accurate. Then the other side is Ninja's the most popular streamer in the world. He could be doing a lot about inclusion yes, and, and that's- this, this, and this. That's not the case either. Listen, let's not talk about Ninja. Let's talk about Tyler and Jess, two human beings, which is, you know, Tyler's Ninja. Jess is his wife. Two human beings in a relationship, a happy relationship. Everybody who's listening right now knows of a friend who can't really do anything without his girlfriend. Not saying that's the case, but let's just say. sure. We also know friends. Everybody knows a friend that, like, they can do whatever they want. Separate together doesn't matter. They can do whatever they want, super happy. I think Tyler and Jess have just come to an agreement, like... Even if it was like, hey, babe, I prefer if you don't play with females on stream. And he goes, okay, if that makes you happy. And that's it. And he could just be put, he's like, I'm just putting that out here. This is not what I'm about. This is not what I'm going to do. I'm not playing with female gamers. He hosts female gamers. He sends some hot 60, 70, 80,000 viewer hosts to female streamers. So it's not like he's being misogynistic or he's being sexist. I just think that might that might have stemmed from a conversation between Tyler and Jess about what the internet celebrity ninja is going to do and handle his business. He just says, you know what, guys, I'm not even looking getting into this. He put out a long post, uh, I think just yesterday yeah. on Twitter where he's like, the most important thing to me is me, my wife, and my family. Like at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep that rock solid So who cares? Let him not stream with female streamers. It's not him avoiding clout chasers. It's not him, you know, not being inclusive. It's just him making a decision. It's it's his decision to do whatever he wants. And
2: it's super smart because he's doing it the correct way. There's two very important things to this is he has to be open and honest about all of it, which this statement does, and he came out, and he's not trying to hide from it, because the second you try to hide from it, once somebody calls you out no, on it, it gets, worse, yeah. it gets worse. And we've seen this with a lot of like companies and stuff that aren't talking. They're taking the silent treatment out because they think it'll just go away, right? Yeah, like PlayStation. No, it makes it worse. Yeah, Sony being one of them. Um, and the second thing is, this is his decision, okay? Now, he might have talked to his wife, And they might have come up with a thing like, hey, I won't stream with guys. You don't stream with girls or whatever because of this reason or whatever. But at the end of the day, it was Tyler's decision that he does not want to play with females because he does not want the opportunity for anything to start to make his personal life stressed or, you know, be awkward in any way.
0: Because this, I mean... I, I get smart. it he's I, protecting her he, he's protecting her he's protecting their their future right because I mean let's be honest he's made enough money now that he could quit and if they were smart with it they'd be fine right they'd, they'd be set for life but but at the same time he's protecting their future you know just like we just like we would with our jobs like we we go to work we 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 do all certain you know i don't go on social media and do dumb stuff in the sense that i don't want my company to somehow come across it and end up being like wow we don't want this guy working for us because i need my job right so Mm -hmm. for i get that and the you know i agree with test it could be just a simple agreement but at the same time it like it it's also that idea that like okay i get online i stream with you know with this this streamer i say one thing it gets taken out of context and now i'm a sexist now i i think i think less of women now right and and that fire is uncontrollable you don't you don't put that fire out that fire just lasts until either it dies out and you still have a career or you're done and right. you know like an example and not a great example, but an example is, like, look at PewDiePie. You know, he's done some some things that didn't go over well, and he paid the price for them. He's still relevant, but the bottom line is, like, he was a racist. He was this. He was that. Like, why why put yourself in that situation if you don't need to? Mm-hmm. And and call it, and And as far as, like, the idea of, like, well, you're not... You're not like, uh, again, test reference, you're not helping females within the gaming community. Like, you could be giving them a platform. You have the biggest platform out there over anybody. You could be doing so much. And it's like, yeah, he has hosted female streamers and given them something that no one else can. Right. So, what do you mean he's not helping? He's helping in the way that he chooses to help. It's not like, you know, this this dude has been very respectful. He's been very generous in so many different ways that for you to question this one thing that he kind of that he also came out and tried to be as transparent as he possibly could be, short of right. saying, you know, you're not if that is an agreement he made with his wife, you're not going to go online and say I made the deal with my wife because then you've just tar- put a target on the back of her of like oh your wife doesn't trust you that's why oh your wh-, like you're just going to turn it into a giant and right. you got, and you know what you know this what Tyler would do what Ninja would do I believe this just from just from what we've watched of him and what we've seen him do is that that would be the end of Ninja he would he would leave Twitch he would leave Twitch to protect his wife and and leave this entire platform. And some of you would be like, good, fine, I don't care. And other one everybody else would be like, Oh man, we we chased away, you know, my our favorite entertainment that we have.
2: Yep. And it's sad that the that the world is like that too. It's it's a bunch of haters and yeah. look at what he's done. Like if you're talking about inclusion in female gaming, guess what? And charities He's and done charity over and events over again. and run tournaments and donates money and has partnered with Lupo to create a a uh, apparel company that all goes to charity yeah. and stuff like that. Like, it's it's
0: basically. Oh you, no, man! Yeah, that's all tax write off. That's all tax write yeah. off. He's no better than LeBron opening a school in in Cleveland just to you know look for to save face. Right, that'd be like like shut <laughs> up, man. Okay, shut up. That'd be like,
2: it's just sad that that's the way the people think, right? So it's like, hypothetically, haters are gonna be haters. Ninja runs into a burning apartment building and saves four children, carrying all of them over his shoulders, right? And he comes out, and the kids, like, are so happy to be with their family, and he's just saved the day. And then, like, the police officer comes up to him and goes, why didn't you save the bank robbery across the street at the same time? Yeah, it's like come it's, on, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's never good. It's never good
0: enough. But I, I agree with. I, I side with Ninja. I think it's a smart move. Um, and no, no matter what the reason is, we don't need to know. This it's his decision, and I don't think he's doing anything wrong. And if you're gonna be upset about it, then you know, don't watch him. All right. That's uh, that's been. Esports,
2: yeah. right? Yeah, that's that's esports. It kind of got off the rails there a little bit with, but I I, I didn't felt think that, it, I
0: didn't think you were gonna bring this one up yeah, cause I, 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 I wasn't it, gonna, it had to it had to be brought up. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a big topic. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, want you to uh, tell the people again one more time how if you enjoyed this show if you enjoyed the podcast how do you support gamezilla do you go to patreon.com gamezilla media
2: you become a patron today and you can support your favorite gaming podcast on the internet patreon.com slash gamezilla media
0: and if you enjoy this podcast we have many other podcasts like Gamezilla Alpha. So more gaming industry coverage. Or Legend of Retro, if you want to learn about old school games and get some cool old school music and all that type of stuff, you want to tune in to Legend of Retro. Noobs and Dragons, every week where you can go on the adventure of a Dungeons and Dragons adventure led by Craig WK. And the last action podcast is our expansion beyond gaming into the movie realm where we, st- we basically break down action movies on a weekly basis. We have podcasts from Monday to Thursday every week. Actually, sorry, Sunday to Thursday every week. And uh, you can tune into iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Overcast, wherever it is that you like to listen to podcasts, we're there. The GameZilla podcast has a big announcement. This podcast is now on Spotify. Hit the horns.
1: Oh those yeah. are yours. There you go. That's right, I forgot. <laughs> I have the born. I have the
0: power. Um, but yeah, so we are on Spotify. need the greatest
2: gaming podcast to you on Spotify.
0: Yeah, we are working on our other shows, also getting over to the Spotify Network, but GameZilla is on Spotify. All right. Yeah, we
2: big dogs now, all
0: right. Yeah. Big Spotify. Dogs. This is how we roll. But uh, the one thing we ask everybody, if you can't join Patreon, if you're already on Patreon, but maybe you haven't done this small task, and that is go to your favorite place that you like listening to to us, like iTunes. Give us five stars. Leave us a short one, two sentence review. Hit that subscribe button. It helps us so much get better reach within these types of uh, networks. If you really want to be an all-star, do it on iTunes. Do it on Google Podcasts. Go on over to Spotify. Help us out and, uh, and and help us get uh, get some extra exposure. Anything else? I think Test has a shout-out that we need to let him have, so Absolutely. take it over.
1: Absolutely. If you're not so much a listen person and you're, you're more a watch and interact person, you can not only find us on twitch.tv slash gamesilla every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but we also have a phenomenal stream team consisting of myself as I work through Octopath Traveler and try my hardest not to buy dead cells. We have so good Spectre XV working through Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, and just having some cool, creative, interactive streams. Matt on stage is working through Darkest Dungeon and Final Fantasy XIV. Also, a bonus Community Diablo stream snuck out last night, and I think we'll see more of those in the future. And, unfortunately, the Deadite Knight, a.k.a. the Deadito Bandito, is currently on-site in Mexico supporting our GameZilla servers and will not be live the next two weeks. But, consider taking a look at our stream team if you are up for what's good for your eyeballs. Sweet.
0: It is some great content. I enjoy uh, tuning in to uh, Specter, had Like we, I know it was his gaming moment this week, but it was a it was a blast uh, during Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, Mat- uh, Matrix always has something unique yeah. to watch, so that's that's always fun.
2: Or he's also playing. Uh, I saw him and his uh, girl playing Overcooked the other day. Oh, cool! And it was like <laughs> like they had a system down, like. I remember when we were playing this, you know, at at one of our tournaments, and I've heard you and Jade do it, it was kind of like, man, at wit's end, like, all over the place, they were, like, in unison, working as, like, the same person, it was crazy,
1: they were doing so well. Yeah, I can't do that, I just yell. Overcooked (laughs) 2, the only game that it will increase your marriage if it doesn't end in divorce. That's right, yeah. (laughs) Yep.
0: Well, good that that that's a healthy that's a healthy marriage over there then because uh, Jade and I couldn't do it we 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 were too 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 much anger too too much <laughs> anger, <laughs> Whew. but um all right well this has been episode two twenty I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up uh the muster bust will be in blog form this week and you'll be able to uh, get a hold of that here shortly um but. Anything else we need to say, guys? Anything we're missing? Okay. Well, thanks for hanging out. And, uh, you know, just remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game game on. on!